All right, well, we have a host of questions, so we can get to those questions whenever we have a chance to, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever they are. So, cool. all right. So I, I hit record already on my um, total recorder thing. Mm-hmm. Come on. So this doesn't make any sense why this thing would be laggy so laggy. I'm like literally right next to the thing. I just plugged in the thing, but it's not connected yet, unfortunately. No, you try to run a speed <sighs> so test yet? Get that on there. But mm, let me rerun the speed test right now. Can you hear this? Internet. Yeah, I can hear it. Cool. Yep, I can hear it. Yeah. All right. Good, good, yeah. good, good, good. Maybe we'll have a quick sound effect for for the show, <laughs> for the 10 shots. Yeah. All right. He said he's logging in. Yeah, that'll be cool. What? Who? Oh, oh shit. Nothing. Don't, don't even. Just disregard anything I say because, you know, <laughs> days be like this. Days be like this. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and hit live, and we'll go live right now. YouTube, tubi, 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 tubi. Chopped all my hair off this yesterday. The, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the majority. Why of would you do a thing like that? I don't know, man. It's just. <laughs> yeah, you used to have. Long luscious locks. Yeah, you used to have the uh come on the piece of trash. Yeah. You know what? Come on. Here we go. You used to have uh what do you call it? Like you know, all the, the little mini dreads. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Just figured I like to go through a little change. Uh oh, something unplugged on your end. Okay. What the heck? Okay. Mm-hmm. How you looking now? I guess I'm all right. Looking good. Feeling good. Wunderbar. So... All right, now I connected. Now I connected it directly to the router. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be better now. It should be like right on. Okay. You know. Uh oh. Dirt, 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 dirt. That's all I hear. I'm trying to say. <laughs> 
know what? Okay, let me see. He hasn't joined yet, so that's odd. Let's see here. Let me see if he says anything else. Are you having trouble? Oh, there he goes right there. Maybe. There he goes. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Yo. Morning. Yeah, we got you, man. Can you hear me? How's it going? Good. Can you hear me at all? Or? I hear you good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Is I is ours is ours laggy? Is mine laggy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> is mine laggy? You're okay. I see your lips okay. moving, Let's and then see I here. see I see I the uh, the audio. I hear the audio come through afterwards. You know, this is this is the glory and and the fun of using the internet. Sometimes it'd be like this. Let's see here. Oh, you were talking to me for that? Yeah. Jay? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about I do this? So it's like five seconds. Let me try delay. to log in on my phone. All right. Because you know what? All right. Yeah, Marvin, we go through this every week without guests. So let me <laughs> You gotta get it right, right? Otherwise yeah. it doesn't work out. Oh yeah, we make it work. I'm setting up my camera in front of me just so like I can grab some clips also for my Oh yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, when Jared told me you were the, the sneaker realtor, I was like, what does that mean? And I was like, does he do, like, custom, like, uh, is he like a middleman for, like, finding sneakers for different people and, and, and doing that type of thing? But I didn't realize it was like, oh, I'm a real estate guy, and I do, I'm a sneakerhead at the same time. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, a lot of my family and, like, my wife's side of the family, like, comes to me for helping mm -hmm. them find certain shoes so oh interesting that's that's good that's good yeah so i guess i kind of am a middleman <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's real cool yeah yeah well we got a lot of a lot of questions for you today a lot of sneaker related questions a lot of you know real estate questions just mm -hmm. want to know the whole story yeah, whole yeah. background so oh, i'm excited i Never done a podcast before, but oh man, it's it's all fun. No, you know we have no filter. Uh, we just go in whatever you feel like saying, say it. You know, I guess not to to incriminate yourself, you know, and you <laughs> and anything like that. But yeah, man, we we just have fun on here. Okay, cool. Excited. Yeah. All right, so this is what we do. We have like a little Jared Inception. Uh, <laughs> Whenever, whenever my thing is all jacked up, like <laughs> it's technology, old guys and technology, it happens.
think he's talking yeah, to himself. Yeah, yeah here's the scene is just moving back. You know, you know what? I heard y'all talking to me, and they're like, "He's talking to himself." <laughs> <laughs> can you? Okay, so you can hear me now, just fine. All right. Yes. So, uh, as I was trying to say, what we normally do, Marvin, what's up? Uh, what we normally do is we'll introduce the show. Uh, we'll introduce the fact that we have a guest, and then um, you know we'll sort of get into it. Normally, what we do when we start the show with any guests is we have something called Ten Shots to the Dome." Uh, which basically that just is, uh, you know, 10 questions, um, you know, that we'll ask you that are sort of random rapid fire questions. Um, so yeah, so we'll do that and then we'll get into the, um, what do you call it? The interview. We'll get into the, uh, yeah, the interview. Uh, let's see here. And that 10 shots to the dome is in reference to. Uh, who was that? LL Cool J's album, 14 Shots of yeah, the Dome. had a 14 so. Shots of the Dome like way back in the day. So, uh, yeah, man, and if there's any questions you have during the course, if you want to talk, whatever, say whatever, you know, talk about your thing, uh, you know, definitely try to, try to, you know, promote whatever you need to uh, as well. Uh, all your socials, all that fun stuff, and we'll get into it. So, should be good. Cool. All right. Let me go and go in since I have to do this now. I need to go back to my uh, internet and find all my questions and load them up so I have them in my hands. Come on, whose internet account is it? What? This is my wife's account. You know the fun thing is when uh, you know the fun thing is when you use the internet. So, to do these things, you know, you're like, oh, it should be fine. We'll connect. It's just like calling somebody on the phone. Wrong. Wrong. Wait, you, you can see that, like, like your the one with the background uh, has like a lag because you're doing like two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That 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 background cares nothing at all for whatever anything I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, that's my computer. And the sad thing is my computer is connected directly to my um my uh router <laughs> awesome huh uh let's see here let me pull up my questions where the heck is my questions at and then we will get cracking jared boy okay here we go bam all right ready to go in three to oh crap what is up with that what happened yeah (laughs) see that happens too a lot we'll be ready to go and then all of a sudden my camera would just click out uh yeah exactly so i'm sorry i didn't introduce you earlier but this is my cousin jonathan aka j uh on the show i normally go as jared as jalapeno j aka jared so That's that's who you hear as you. That's the references you'll get. So here we go. All right, you you good? You're not you're not wigging out. All right, cool. Here we go. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? On today's episode of the hashtag Blackout Podcast, we got a sneakerhead 
and we got a realtor. But not only do we have both of those, both of those is one person. We got the <laughs> sneakerhead realtor, Marvin Alvarado, on the show today to give his origin story. We'll start with some 10 shots to the dome, and then we'll get into the sneakerhead and real estate industry and figure out how they intersect. All this and more on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. <laughs> and the Drake horns ring. Yes. All right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. And welcome back again to episode 258 of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. I am Jared, a.k.a. Jalapeno J. Hey, what up, people? I'm Just J, a.k.a. <laughs> hey, it's J on all your socials and all that yes, good indeed. stuff. Yes, indeed. And we are back and at it again. Man, uh, you know what? We started a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, a couple weeks back saying, hey, we wanted to shift the focus of the show uh, to where we could talk about people's origin, origin stories, meet people from around the, the landscape of the whole world and all the different things they do and, you know, really get into what makes them tick, where they started, where they are and where they want to go someday. So today uh, is the first origin story we have. So we have the origin story guinea pig right here on the show <laughs> today. Uh, this is my homeboy, my coworker uh, in my regular daily life, uh, Marvin Alvarado, uh, and he is a sneakerhead realtor. So what's up, Marvin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to kind of talk sneakers, real estate, and everything else in between with you guys. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Definitely appreciate it, especially like last minute, because I'm pretty sure I sent you this message like, a couple of days ago, you're like, yeah, I could hop on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. that cool, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to get we're going to get into the show. But the first thing we do before that, we do 10 shots to the dome. So, Jay, why don't you tell the people yes, what the sir. 10 shots is and we'll go from there. All right, people, 10 shots to the dome based on LL Cool J's 1993 album, 14 shots to the dome. And this is a random question game. A uh, little quick icebreaker before we get into this interview. So, Marvin, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Jared, are you ready, sir? Let's get it. Let's go. All right. I guess I'll go ahead and start. Marvin, what do you feel are the most overrated shoes in the sneaker world? Uh, honestly, like it's got to be the 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 panda. The <laughs> <laughs> or the um, the Nike Blazers, which I own a pair, uh, but I think it's you know really overrated. If you see you see teenagers, every single teenager has one. Mm. Yeah, so like four That's pairs true. yesterday of the pandas. Exactly, mm. man. The pandas and the Blazers. Anytime I go to pick up my kids from school, it's like I mean it, it's almost like you know twenty thirty percent of the kids are rolling out with those. So That's crazy. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's see here. Um, Second shot to the dome. Uh, favorite kick from your childhood? Man, uh, so the Nike Air te uh, Up Tempo. Mm -hmm. um, with the, it says Air in the really big letters. Mm -hmm. Remember as the kids seeing those, um, never had the opportunity to, to, to get them. Um, I still haven't bought them yet, uh, just because I don't think they're my style now. But I may have to pick up a pair just to kind of display and have in my collection. 
Yeah, that's awesome. cool. That's awesome. cool. I like it. I like it. Awesome. All right. What is the most reckless thing you'd do if you won the Powerball? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I'd probably have to go put a, buy a Lambo or a Ferrari, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yes. I like it. That 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 is definitely a nice reckless thing to do. All right. So uh, speaking of reckless versus investment, so what's a better investment? $300,000 home or the potential resale value of $300,000 resale in sneaker retail in sneakers. I'd say real estate is always going to be the way to go. Like Mm -hmm. uh, the sneaker market is is really, it's hard to predict, right? Especially Mm -hmm. sneakers have dropped in price and it's really hard to move sneakers. Right. Yeah. Um, Real estate is is always going to go up. I mean, if it does go down, it's always going to end up going back up. So uh, I'd say real estate, way to go okay awesome. cool cool and you can't live in them shoes right yep <laughs> you cannot definitely cannot i mean you could but you might not be happy but, uh, yeah all right yeah, yeah, yeah. guilty pleasure tv show or movie man to be honest i don't watch a whole lot of tv um that's a tough one I'd say probably just get, you know, kids shows like or kids movies in general, just because, I mean, I have two young kids and mm-hmm. it's all we watch and we really don't have the opportunity to, to go out and watch right. other movies, to be honest. So yeah. just any, any Disney movie. Man, okay. I, <laughs> understand I understand that. that. Definitely understand that. Yeah. How old are your kids again? I've got a two-year-old and then a six-year-old. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We, Jay and I both have been through that with our two kids each, you know, they're, my kid, my kids are the oldest, like in teens, early teens, whatever. Jay is I have a literally thir- couple I have a, years right a behind. Thirteen so. and a ten-year-old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets better. You you watch you watch less you watch less Disney over mm-hmm. the course of time, but right. you know it's a lot of that. All right, cool. Uh, next shot to the dome. All right, so since I know you personally, I know that you like to cook. And you like to barbecue. So what is your favorite food to barbecue? Uh, I'd say, I have to say uh, tri-tip. Um, I think it's, like, it's easy to do, fairly quick, um, and the family just loves it. Yeah, awesome. yeah, that's cool. I like it. I like awesome. it too. All right. And sticking to the food, food subject, when you were young, was there food that you absolutely refused to eat and now that you're older, you still have your reservations about. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of soups, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, I, I never really was a huge fan of them. Still now, like it's not my favorite thing. Occasionally, there, there are some soups that I'll you know try. Right. Um, but just soups in general are just not my thing. Got it. I hear you. I nice. understand that. No, no to soups. So when it's when it's cold outside, what do you what do you gravitate toward eating? Pizza. That's my go-to. <laughs> pizza. Like my okay. pizza when I was little, it's still my favorite now. So, Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. Pizza's always a great choice. All right. Let's see here. So I got a question for you. So what's the most expensive home you've ever sold, I guess, price range-wise, or shown? Which one Which one is higher and what was it? So – um, Probably shown was for uh, ourselves, my, my wife and I. 
Uh, we actually, a couple weeks ago, decided to do a date night um, because in the next year or so, we want to buy a new home. Um, but Jared, you're probably familiar with the Daybreak area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a million dollar home in that area. Yeah. It's like, you know, get our mindset right and, um, you know, manifest that that's what we want to do in the next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we spent, we've seen that house. And then as far as sold, probably like around 550,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. wow. That's amazing. Okay. That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, man. Come on. You know, you move a daybreak, man. You'd be like 10 minutes away from me. We'll be right down the street. <laughs> yeah. Cook some barbecue. One of the top communities to, to the people are moving to here in Utah. And I think it's one of the top across the, the nation too. Really? Interesting. That's crazy. Wow. You know, it's funny. Your mom was asking me, Jared, when I was going to move to Utah, mm-hmm. I was like, nope. <laughs> uh, no time no time soon you know yeah all right i mean you can come up here man but you know i'll visit I'll it's visit. gonna be different yeah. i'll okay, visit that's fine yeah. all right last question you're a you're a ufc fighter or a boxer whatever what is the song that you choose to walk out to uh tough one you hear the song uh, purple lamborghini purple lamborghini where where have i heard that from it's um uh by, by i think it's like a remix but uh, by skrillex okay okay i'm gonna put that a... up it's always been a catchy song for me for some reason i think it just uh it's a little bit different rick ross and skrillex got it yep. okay yeah i'm gonna have to check that out what i'm, I'm sure you've heard it before I'm sure it's crossed my 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 ears, and I probably just didn't know who it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got that. Oh yeah. Got it. Are you good? Okay. My yeah. bad. All right. Cool. So I had I had a couple of images for shoots to show, but for some reason. Um, my computer being my computer, uh, is not allowing me to, so let me see if I can get these, get this loaded up. Come on, you computer. All right. Oh yeah. There we, yeah, there we go. Okay. Let's see. Give me this image. Come on slowly, but surely one day it will load up. Maybe. Visit. Come on. You know, you know, Marvin, sometimes it'd be like this. We have an episode way back in the day called, I don't know, like Skype sucks or something like that. It's direct reference to situations like this, where all you're trying to do is just function. You know, that's all you're trying to yeah. do. Yeah. And the, they always come at the most inconvenient times, it seems like. Yeah. And absolutely. I hooked up my AirPods before jumping on. Mm-hmm to my laptop but they just wouldn't do it so yeah 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 We've that is quite a is. few episodes that that deal with uh technology issues we just centered it around <laughs> messed up internet connections or faulty camera faulty mic whatever yeah all right okay here we go here we go okay i got finally got it let me go ahead and add these share screen all right so We'll go here. 
Actually, we'll go just the whole window. Nope. So, would you rather wear, as this loads up, you know what, this is very anticlimactic because you're going to see it and you'll be like, really? All that for this? <laughs> All this for that? There better not be some converse or something. Oh man. Uh, man, you never well, know. <laughs> would you would you rather wear these Ooh. very rare Jeremy nice. Scott X Adidas Mega Soft Cell Cowboy boots or these Chucky slippers? Wait, there you go. Uh, Chucky Jeremy Scott. I mean, honestly, like I'll probably buy the get do the boots. I'd wear them and then sell them. <laughs> yeah. A good idea. I mean, dang, eight hundred fifty dollars. Listen, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I'm not sure if they're actually selling, but yeah, that's pretty good. Well, hey, you know what? You rocking, rock your Jeremy Scott boots. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and stop sharing because apparently my computer don't like me. So, all right, cool. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was the was that the tenth shot, Jay. That that was your tenth shot, your final shot. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. So good, man. We we learned a lot from that you know so yeah. uh i guess we could get on marvin no soup <laughs> don't give him no soup you go to the cookout please don't have no soup available mm -hmm. he will not want it chicken with bone pizza oh man Try to pizza sounds like a good one but so you so can't you... do chicken with the bone i can't do chicken with the bone oh man like <laughs> i don't do chicken wings uh gotta go with the chicken tenders like them tendies you know that that must be are you are are you originally from utah no i was uh i was born in san francisco actually and moved here when yeah. i was years old okay i was gonna say that must be a utah thing because my wife like my wife is like that she doesn't eat any chicken off the bone you know anything like that and i'm just like girl that's what you know jay and i we grew up on that oh yeah you know so every little so, yeah, bit of that crazy. gristle Everything. every little bit of that gristle so hey um yeah, thank you so much for, you know, taking them 10 shots now. Uh, we'll go ahead and hop into the interview. So, Marvin, really, you know, the main question is, the first question is, as it should be, is tell us a little bit about yourself. And then, you know, tell us how you, I don't know, sort of, sort of, you know, feel uh, realize that, hey, I like these sneakers. I like selling houses and how they got together. Yeah, so, I mean, still a little bit about about me. Like I said, I was born in San Francisco, um, California, uh, just just a little bit south uh, from you know downtown San Francisco. But mm -hmm. I moved here to Utah with my parents when I was 11 years old. Um, when I was about 16 years old, I obviously had my first job and I could buy my own sneakers, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a, a Nike outlet store that opened up um, just over here in Jordan Landing. Um, so that's when I could buy my own shoes, right? And then that's where it all started. Like I always liked, you know, shoes when I was little, but then I was able to buy my own and started just, you know, buying, collecting them. Um, back then I wasn't getting anything, anything crazy, right? Like not a whole lot of Jordans, just, just shoes that I liked in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I built up the, the collection pretty quick, right? Um, but I, but as I I got older, like I had more shoes. Um. Started reselling a little bit. I actually remember my first uh, pair of shoes that I resold on eBay. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. Do you, do you guys remember the Osiris shoes? The Osiris ones. Uh, 
were like I've heard of them, but I'm trying to remember what they look like. Yeah, so they were skater shoes. Um, mm-hmm. That was the first pair that, that, that I resold on eBay, and then... Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Yes, yes, since the outlet store was there, you know, like I occasionally would find some good deals and, and resell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I got older, um, you know, started getting more into like the Jordans. Um, and ultimately, I, I got into to real estate. Mm-hmm. The reason I got into real estate is because, not, not to knock anybody, but when I bought my first home, um, it wasn't the, the it wasn't the best experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think our realtor at the time w- w- was you know pretty comfortable, and um, not that it was a bad experience, but when you're buying a home or selling a home, um, in my opinion, it should be a great experience, right? It, it can right. be very yeah. stressful, um, not knowing what to expect, and coming from a you know customer service background, I just felt like you know I could do a better job, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I got into real estate. I've been doing that for four years now. Um, but I, I've always been, like I said, I've always been into sneakers. Uh, initially, when I first got my real estate license, I, you know, tried to do the the suit and tie thing, right? The button up suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did that to me. I tried doing that for a couple of years. You can even go back and see my old, like, headshots and my branding. Um, mm-hmm. But it just, I never felt comfortable in it, right? Right. It just, it was, yeah. it was my thing. I, I hated it. Um, so the last year, year and a half, um, I decided that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, Jared, I, I know that you probably hear this a lot, but there's a lot that you have to focus on when it comes to social media about your personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, you know, I thought about it and what I wanted to do, and like, it just came back, you know, whole circle. Like, sneakers are my thing. Um, if you go back on my social media back to 2010 when I first started, you can see I was posting pictures about shoes. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? Uh, I need to go to the sneaker out. I'm on, you know, like, I'm a sneakerhead, um, realtor, you know, got to combine the two and, you know, push that as my personal brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been doing that for the last year and a half, um, really focusing on, on, you know, building up my personal brand. As you, if you go through my social media, you can see I'm always wearing like the same fear of God hat, right. different color. It's always the same fear of God and just trying to like, um, you know, keep that consistent. Um, and it's starting to, to pick up some traction. Um, on my, you know, my YouTube channel and I've gone to, you know, s- several different like networking events or like sneaker stores and people recognize me here. Hey, are you a uh, Marvin, the sneakerhead realtor? Uh, so it's been pretty mm-hmm. cool to see that. Um, but yeah, that, that's my focus right now is trying to build up my, my, my personal brand and, and, you know, being able to, to engage people that are, that are into sneakers and, you know, wanting to, to, to wanting help from real estate. Yeah. Um, I, I think these days, yeah, I think, I think these days like sneakers are, uh, I was talking to Jared about that earlier this week. They're starting to become like the new, um, like luxury item, right? Right. right. Um, new Gucci, the new Louis Vuitton. You see celebrities, you know, wearing their Travis Scott, you know, Jordan ones, and mm-hmm. all these, you know, high-end sneakers. Even like like mm-hmm. Nike doing collabs with like Dior, um, with their mm-hmm. with their Jordan line, right? Right. Yep. Um, so I, I think everybody is going, you know, going that way. Where they're you know getting into sneakers, even like like young kids, teenagers, everybody wants a dunks, everybody wants a blazer, everybody right. wants a- yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so you know that like I said, that's that's what I'm focusing on right now. Oh, very cool. That's yeah. amazing. That's so, crazy, man. So on the, uh, I guess on the that particular front, has your love for sneakers has that played a role with like your connecting with clients or like colleagues? 
in the industry like you might see somebody that has on like some rare dunks and you probably like oh i could get along with that person or i could yeah. i could probably uh you know connect better with them yeah i think that like as a something that's into sneakers even if you're not like a super diehard sneakerhead right mm -hmm. you're walking down the mall let's say for example and you notice as somebody's walking towards you and they're wearing let's say you know some jordan one lost and founds mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah. the first thing people do like when they're into sneakers is that they look at somebody else's the person's shoes right and right. yeah that sparks a conversation or not um at the very least it's always going to be like a head nod right like like recognizing that you know, you yeah. guys are sneakers, and then a lot of times, you know, that can, you know, start up a, a conversation. There's lots of times where I've been in the bathroom, you know, somewhere, and, you know, somebody <laughs> just says, hey, I like your shoes, you know? Yeah. Sparks a little bit of conversation. Hey, they, they're called this, you know? Like, if you want them, you know, here, find them online, search this, and you'll be able to find them. But it, That's funny. I feel like sneakers can just start up a conversation in the most random places. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's true. That's, that's, that is the most random thing. Like somebody come up to you in the bathroom because the last thing any dude want to do in a restroom yeah, is talk to the other dude, right? <laughs> but you look down, you're like, oh, dang, you got the new Travis Scott? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. That's cool, though, man. And you know what? Uh, on that point, I remember, um, you know, obviously me moving to Utah from uh, from Texas, I didn't really know anybody except for my wife's family and there was one one Sunday we went to church and uh, a dude who was uh, sitting next to sitting next to us in church had uh, he had some Jordan ones I can't remember which Jordan ones he had on um, but I was also wearing some some Jordan ones at the time too some light gray Jordan ones so like at some point I think like right after service I was like hey man you know I like your I like your Jordans blah 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 and then we recognized that we both had the same shoe on pretty much um and you know we became we became buddies uh and now it's interesting because he he is a sneakerhead he is a pastor and he is also wow. in the packaging industry so he basically combines those three himself um you know for a podcast that he does for you know his ministry for and selling sneakers uh, actually i bought i think i bought like my first pair of sneakers from him on ebay uh there are some of the vapor i can't remember the vapor met i can't remember anyway so yeah that's interesting it's just random though because i didn't i didn't mean for the dude to become my friend i was just like hey dude i love your shoes and then next thing you know you know it all it all um sort of snowballs it's cool uh and then our kids became friends too because they're like the same age so the weird mm -hmm. thing is though what what you said i remember i can't even remember how far back it started for me but when you talked about if you're into sneakers, you the first thing you do is look down at somebody's shoes. I don't even remember. I think I think maybe I was back in like middle school when I recognized that I was doing that to other people. And maybe it's mm -hmm. because, you know, they were I mean, back in the day, you know, they were like, you know, the Jordans would come out, the Pippins would come out, the Barclays would come out. Uh, I had I had some Chris Webber. So the C Webs come out like and then I had some Patrick Ewing, you know, so <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. So, so uh, it was wild because like, you know, other people, other people would also, you know, look down at your shoes. And even if they were your friends, you never knew them, you're walking in the mall, like whatever it is, you know, that's like the first thing that somebody does. They like look down at the shoes and then I don't know, they decide if they want to talk to you or not. I don't know, it's crazy. So that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. I like it. Um, okay. So, 
how about this? So do you have any unforgettable stories of waiting in line for a sneaker drop? Or maybe you've, you know, you picked up a limited edition pair, like maybe on a drop, like on the sneakers app or something like that. You have any like sort of unforgettable stories or unforgettable tales of that happening? Um, I mean, I never really did the standing in line thing, to be honest. Um, like I never did that, that a lot, but I mean, as far as it's like the sneakers app, I mean, I have a lot of stories when it comes to that, right? But probably mm-hmm. the most memorable one, um, it's probably the most recent one, the uh, Jordan 1 Lost and Founds when, when those uh, dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like it, it was just everybody was going for them, right? Just because it's a, it's an OG shoe, right? Like one, one of mm-hmm. one of the it looks like the shoe that initially started everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody wanted to get their hands on it, and even people that are not into sneakers um, are going for for those shoes because they, they know that there's mm-hmm. still value in it, right? Yeah. Um, the re- I think retail was like one eighty maybe, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's there, even now they're still reselling for four or five hundred dollars. Okay, um, that's crazy. Uh, but I remember going for them. That my phone was glitching. I was trying for like thirty, probably thirty minutes, you know, forty-five mm-hmm. minutes. Um, I finally got in, entered, and I was waiting, right? And then all of a sudden, I go back and look, try to refresh it to see what's going on. And it says that I haven't entered. So I was, oh. so I was, I was so mad because I, I, I was, I was one hundred percent sure that I had entered it, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, like there's nothing I can do now. So I set my phone down, went to hop in the shower, um, you know, brush my teeth, everything, the whole thing. Uh, come back, look at my phone, and I had the notification that I had won them. So I was like, oh, nice. Static, you know, because like, that, that's a big shoe to hit on. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. I was, I, I had lost hope, right? Like, I wasn't getting them. <laughs> um, but I was excited to, to see that um, uh, I was able to win them. And then after that, uh, there was, like, things started popping up on online that people were getting that shoe but it was arriving with like gold on it um mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys had saw that on social media but people were posting pictures that their shoe was arriving moldy mm-hmm. um, so then we had that hoop to, to get to you know hoping that that it wasn't going to arrive um molded and have, would have to return it and whatnot but luckily the shoe arrived it's it's good and it's part of the collection yes yeah. that's, that's, that's wild yeah. I have a question real quick off that. I'm sorry, Jay. I have a question. No, no. So whenever, whenever you, cause I've never won a sneaker off the sneakers app. Like I've, I've had zero luck, but whenever you have a situation like that, I know you're frustrated and everything. As you said, you like went just start to do everything else. Cause you knew you, you, you know, you thought you weren't a part of the, the drop, but once you win a shoe and you get that notification, do you have to, does it, does it automatically withdraw the money from your account and you buy it? Or do you have a certain time frame which you have to pay for it so you can actually claim it? No. So, so when you enter the, 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 um, listen the sneakers app, um, mm-hmm. put into like a queue, uh, I think mm-hmm. about 10 minutes to enter. Um, after those 10 minutes, Nike will do their thing. However they do it, nobody knows. Um, and then if you're, if you won, if they select you, uh, that's when they, they'll pull the money and charge yeah. your card. Oh, so, okay. So it's pulled right then. So you don't, you don't, they don't say, Hey, you got like, you know, 10 minutes or else your orders, you know, given to somebody else. That's cool. I got you. All right, cool. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, trying to get those, those Haritos dunks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was what, mm-hmm. like a month ago, maybe over a month ago, something like that. And yeah, I swear I was there right on time and did not, 
I could not get them, man. It's I don't know, mate. I always have issues trying to get a size 14. That's always been a hard uh, thing for me. Yeah, but, that, um, that's a that's a shoe that really um uh was really popular this year too. It's probably one of the biggest shoes you know that released mm-hmm. this year with um it being a collab with Herritos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually wondered about that shoe because. I mean, I'm sure you being you guys coming from Texas, you know, Jarritos is, is pretty popular there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a lot of Hispanic and Latinos um, in Texas, mm-hmm. I wondered like how many people did not know what Jarritos was uh, till that she was announced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably exactly. a lot, honestly. Probably a lot, uh, especially in an area where maybe there's not not a lot of Hispanics. Maybe like you know, sort of like the midwest the north i mean you know shoot north of utah probably you know i don't know about utah but you know idaho wyoming montana <laughs> i'm not sure that they got a lot of haritos happening up there <laughs> you know oh man that's yeah, wild but, yeah but i'm always on the sneakers app i'm always got something give me that notification when whatever drops so mm-hmm. on that front what do you think makes a sneaker worthy to be in your personal collection um, to be honest, like I know that there's a lot of a lot of people as far as like um, sneakerheads or kids that are into sneakers that all they go for or what they want is that that hype shoe, right? That Travis right. Scott, that Rito yeah. Dunk, um, that hype shoe that 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 if they get, they're going to either resell. There's a lot of mm-hmm. people selling their shoes, right? For they want right. for money, um, or they want to show that they have that you know five, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar sneaker, right? Yeah. Um, for me personally, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Travis Scott Jordan ones. Um, I, I like the, those collabs. Um, but I, I, I'll wear what I like, right? Like recently, I've been wearing the the Jordan One lows. Like Jordan One low is my, my favorite silhouette. I think it's easy mm-hmm. to wear. Yes. Um, but I've been wearing my Jordan One lows uh, bleach coral, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the Jordan One that's got the the white and the pink um, right. on it. I've been wearing that shoe a lot. It's it's not a hype sneaker at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's it's probably like if you were to buy it on the resale market, it's it's probably not going for much over over retail. But um, like it, it's just a, whatever shoe I like. If I like the color, I'll buy it. Um, if if I like if it's a hype shoe, yeah, I'll try to buy it too because it's it's a cool shoe to have in your collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a shoe that that's really hyped up and i go for it and i win it and it's not a shoe that i can see myself wearing a lot of times what i'll do is, is i'll resell it use that money and, and buy a shoe that, that i that's you know right that i want you know that i don't want to pay out of pocket eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. yeah um but at the end of the day it's just whatever shoe i like and i can see myself wearing mm-hmm. oh, awesome yeah, awesome how do you feel sense. about how do you feel about new balance i know back in the day well i always looked at new balance as like the dead the dead sneaker that's you yeah but I've been I've been checking them out. I'm like, hmm, they've been kind of stepping up their their design game a little bit the past past couple of years. I'm like, maybe I need to get some some New Balance. Yeah, I mean, they're they're making a comeback. Um, they've really done some really cool collabs in the last mm-hmm. year, two years. Um, so I, I think the New Balance are, are you know starting to become you know a really popular sneaker in the sneaker community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got the Dadalorian T-shirt on, so you might as well get That's some true. dad shoes. You know? May as well get some dad shoes. <laughs> and while you're at it, you know, while you're at it, get them Air Monarchs from Nike. Yeah, that's a go-to. You know, actually, like, there's actually some dudes that like make some really cool customs out of the the Monarchs. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh yeah. my god, I gotta look that that's, up. That's cool. 
You know, it's funny, man. Speaking of those monarchs, I used to laugh at, you know, because it was like the old dad shoe, like the old dad at the barbecue, you know, with the big white tube socks on and the jean shorts. I used to laugh at that. And then I realized you were it was probably, <laughs> I mean, I realized like it was probably like right after we had kids, you know, right after my son was born, I had the red and black colorway of the Air Monarchs. <laughs> I was like, dang, because I think I saw him in a picture. I was like, Jared, why? You're making fun of yourself now. And, like, you actually are the dad then. And I was like, dang, I, I used to also have some jean shorts. So, I mean, it, it was meant to be, I guess. So, yeah, I'm going to have to check out those customs, though. Um, yeah, that's I have a, I um, that. yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I have a question. Speaking of, like, the resale market and stuff like that. So, here locally, I've been into uh, – what is it like uh, Southtown Mall and seen this when we went to California a couple weeks back I saw this uh, I've seen in Las Vegas and other places so there's you know like regular stores like Foot Locker you know like House of Hoops uh, you know there's Finish, Finish Line and all those stores like that but then there's also like sneaker stores where the stores where they have you know sort of you know like the uh, the hard to get sneakers and things like that wrapped up in plastic they also sell art and, and clothing and stuff like that but i'll walk in there and just like you said the panda dunks right the panda dunks are very overrated um and you can get them you know for what like a 100 bucks something like that off the nike app and then even in most regular shoe stores but then you go to a store like that and they're like 350. Yeah. you know you go you you yeah. uh you see those dj Khaled's that came out i can't remember how much they originally retail for but like you go into the store and they're like, you know, $500. Uh, the, um, I okay. Yeah. So I went to the, the Nike, uh, outlet here in Lehigh and bought some, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Like the golden state warriors, blue and yellow color dunks. Yeah. And they were 90 bucks, but I went to that store literally like a couple weeks later. Uh, the one that actually the one in California, went a couple weeks later and I saw those same shoes and they were like 250. So how is it how is it that these stores will knowingly purchase these shoes that you could get literally two doors down in the same mall for a third of the price, half the price whatever. What is the deal with that? Why do they do that? Is it is it just because eventually they're going to be re, they're going to resell for more? Like why would they do that? So, I mean, I would imagine that, like, if the sh you bought those shoes from the Nike store, um, they were probably a return. Somebody returned them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I don't know. You tell me. Like, did, did they have a lot of stock or was it just like a one-off pair, like the back wall? Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't know. They they only show one shoe. Like, that's okay. all I yeah. see. Yeah. So, so, I have no clue. So, so, so what happens is, uh, like... I mean, yeah, you can get it from from Finish Line, you know, Foot Locker, Nike app. Um, but most of those shoes are selling out right away, right? Mm -hmm. Find one at, at the at the sneaker at the Nike store. Um, you get pretty lucky because it's likely that somebody returned it. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time, if you go to Foot Locker, they may have you know one pair, right? And it's not your size. Yeah. Um, and then those those stores, the resellers, you know, they're, they're usually going to have a lot of pairs. Um, and you could probably go online to, to, to find those shoes and get it for cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, it's like everything else, right? Like when you're buying from a store like that, you're paying for the convenience of getting it right away. Uh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, versus waiting to, to buy it on eBay, waiting a week or two. 
or, mm-hmm. or other, you know, third, third party, you know, resale platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- those resale stores, they're going to upcharge you quite a bit to, to, yeah. to get it at the moment. Man, that's wild, man. Yeah, I because I remember when I walked in there, I was like, oh, they got the purple and white Jordan 1s. Since I'm a TCU <laughs> fan, I got to have my purple and white. And I was like, I'm not paying, you know, $300 for those. I will just, you know what, maybe, you know, the good thing is I got some custom uh, Air Force Ones. Maybe I'll just go on Nike and customize my own for the colors I want. Nike. Just makes sense. Yeah. 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 I was actually watching on, I think, Complex. It might have been Complex uh, website, uh, YouTube page. They had like this this panel of maybe 10 people and they all had to bring their most expensive shoes. And this one guy had a pair of shoes. I think it were the, the, uh, pairs dunks. Yeah. And those things were the price of them were just insanely out of this world. You know, I, I don't understand why something would be worth that much, but then at the same time, I kind of do because they were rare way from what, maybe 2002 or something like that, 2003-ish. So what what do you think about, you know, resale? Well, I guess resale if whoever wants to buy that for that amount, but what do you think about that type of stuff? I mean, I think if you, I mean, if you have the money and you really want it, then then why not, right? Yeah. Yeah. That pair is dunk. Um, depending on your size, like I've seen it for 30, 40, 50, I think I've seen it up as high as, you know, 80, $90,000 wow. that, that people are asking for. Right. Not, I, I don't 90, know. $90,000. Yeah. Yeah. I for think that's what it's worth. Yeah. Yep. It's something like Paris dunks. Um, actually when I was in that sneaker con Hawaii a couple of months back, um, there was a handful of people wearing, um, those dunks and I yeah. mean, it's not a, it's not a cheap shoe, right? Like it, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of money to, to, yeah. to have this known those shoes yeah and that's what i was gonna say when you have a shoe like that that's worth that much money do you wear them or do you just put them in a case what do you do with something like that i mean i, I think it depends right like um i personally would not spend that much on a shoe right um especially like i mean like unless it's got like some something memorable and I have mm-hmm. to, to, to spend that much. Okay. That's a different right. story. But, um, like I also don't know if, if those people got it for really cheap, right. If they got it you right. know, five bucks and since they bought it, the prices has just skyrocketed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had a $50,000 shoe, I probably would not wear that shoe to be honest. No. I have it displayed. Um, if it was, if it meant really meant something to me, mm-hmm. um, but to each their own, yeah. right? Like, right. If, if somebody's wearing it, then it's their shoe and they can do what they want, right? That's very yeah. true. That's what I would say, man. The, the only way I'd wear a shoe like that is if I was like, I mean, if I was like a billionaire and like it just didn't matter. Like, you know, like, I mean, and I'm sure there's something, stuff that does matter like that when it comes to somebody that's a billionaire. But like, you know what? I could, I could, I could scuff them up. You know, I could crease the toe. And then just go buy some more because I got that change, like, you know, in my sock. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I mean, and if so, you do wear a shoe like that, it's probably not a shoe you're wearing every day, right? It's, it's especially right. shoes. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's cool. That's Let's see here. Um, so 
I guess I, I guess I re- I'm really trying to I guess I'm really trying to say so when you so obviously you found an intersectionality between real estate and and shoes right so what happens like do you have do you like just straight up meet people and say hey you know wear your coolest shoes and we'll walk through houses or do you or do you have people that say hey I saw your social media I saw your Instagram post you know, where you said, hey, here's some, you know, fun information about living in Utah, you mm-hmm. know, and I like shoes too. Like, how does that, how does that, how does that sort of come about? And when you meet people, do you, do you like half the time talk about shoes, the other time talk about the, you know, their, their, uh, you know, them getting a the house? Like, how does that work? I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, I've helped people from like all areas you know from from young people to like people in their 50s 60s um and it, i mean it's not like they really bring up the the conversation about shoes right to them um most of the time it's it's going to be about real estate mm-hmm. um the, the, the reason for the sneaker thing is is just trying to set my my myself apart from everybody else right mm-hmm. um makes sense like as far as like sneakers yeah i i talk about it occasionally like on, on my stories and kind of share some cool shoes you know but I feel like it's not it's not my main focus, right? Um, it, it's more of like a, something that I'm into to kind of uh, being able to, to um, you know, have something in common with somebody that may be into sneakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not like I tell somebody, hey, we're going to go look at this house, wear your best shoe, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> because, uh, I, mean, I, would, I think that'd be kind of weird. Um, <laughs> most people, like, most people are not people that I've worked with are not into like sneakers mm-hmm. um, for me like, like I said it's just like the sneakerhead realtor thing is just to kind of set myself apart from everybody else that is doing this suit and tie thing mm-hmm. yeah nothing wrong with that right nothing wrong with yeah, yeah, yeah. if you feel comfortable in it and it's your thing um, but for me it's just a way to be able to set myself apart from everybody yeah. else. that makes sense That's and great. and really really what it is I think it it leads to like a certain level level of comfortability when you have somebody who may be either new to home buying or new to the process or like literally has no clue about where to start. You know, like 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 I think we sort of texted back and forth. Um, you know, wearing a suit and tie in business nowadays, our, our business is not as prevalent as it was in years past. That. That used to be sort of the standard. And nowadays you can have a meetup with somebody like at a coffee shop or at their office and they're wearing tennis shoes. They're wearing, you know, jeans and a polo or a T-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, and but I think what it does, it, it, lead, it leads to like a comfortability and makes somebody, you know, bring their guard down a little bit. Um, and, you know, it makes you feel, you know, like, hey, you know, you're just talking to you know, just another person instead of somebody who's like judging you for, you know, not have not pre-qualifying for a loan yet. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, no. That's one, cool. That's cool. You know, one of the things that I like personally came to realize is that um, let's say, for example, you're wanting to sell your house, right? And you're interviewing with different agents. Um, somebody shows up in a suit and tie. Um, it's just like, I mean, I, you feel like you're talking to like a used car salesman, right? Right. Um, and, and your guard is up a little bit. Versus, um, you know, somebody who's just, just a normal person, just like you, right? Um, mm-hmm. Come to talk to you. Uh, I always try to, you know, to treat, you know, my, my clients just as I would my, my friends and family, right? 
mm-hmm. it's just as much as important, if not more, because, um, you know, I, I want to provide value to them and provide a great experience. Um, but that, that also goes to the same thing, right? There are going to be people that are looking for that suit and tie, you know, person, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. Um, but uh, I'm focusing on, you know, the way that I want to present myself um, so I can attract the, 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 those those clients and those people that want to work with somebody like me, right? Because I'm not going right. to be not going to be a good fit for everybody, and, and that's okay. Yeah, right. to realize, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Wow. So speaking of those uh, first-time home buyers, you, you just mentioned, you know, some some first-time home buyers would interview different realtors to to see who's the best match. Do you have any advice or any type of thing to for potential home buyers to ask those those you know people that they're interviewing? Yeah, I mean, like as a first-time home buyer, I, I think um, a lot of the times, you know, you may get a referral from from a family member or a friend as far as a realtor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be the best fit for you. Correct. Um, I think as a first-time home buyer, or regardless if you're a first-time home buyer or not, um, whether you're you know selling, you have to look at what's important to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is communication important to you? Um, do, or is, is uh, it's important for you to, you know, your, your realtor just to be available, you know, at, to answer your questions 24 um, seven, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of realtors who um, will answer their, their phone from, you know, 9am to 6pm. And then instead of those hours, they, they won't respond. Yeah. Um, so you gotta, you know, you gotta understand what is important to you as a, as a buyer or seller. And then, you know, be able to, to align those things with your uh, realtor um, and be able to, to, you know, set those proper expectations. So just, um, you know, and ask the right questions, you know, you know, wh- how they work and being able to, to uh, align with them. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest I- issues when it comes to, to real estate and being able to um, align with somebody is that miscommunication part. Right. Um I referred somebody out a few weeks ago um, to, to uh, an agent in California because one of my clients was moving out there, mm-hmm. um, and there was some miscommunication. They didn't hear from that realtor over the weekend, and they were kind of getting, you know, antsy as, as to what was going on. So they reached out to me, um, and I reached out to, to, to that agent and you know, kind of just give them a heads up that they were kind of waiting to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommended that they, you know, set expectations with the client as into, you know, these are my operating hours. If you reach out to me within these hours, I'll respond. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's outside of these hours, it might be the next day, right? So I think mm-hmm. just, um, you know, having those expectations up front is important. Yeah. Amazing. That's cool. Amazing. That makes sense. Yes, indeed. Wow. It's, it's one of those things like, you know, as a, as a real estate agent in your situation, you work for yourself, right? So you have your own small business, you know, whatever it is. And even if you had multiple employees of it, it would still be, you know, considered your thing. But the individuality of, of being a real estate agent, you can, like you said, sort of set your time and hours. I mean, we were lucky as far as the house that we have now and the house that we moved from. Um, the agent that we were working with, she was like, you know, she would you know text us at like you know 10 o'clock at night you know or or reply to us you know at some point in time the day during the day 
even though she was still showing houses, even though she was doing all this stuff, you know, she was like, hey, you know what, I'm I'm available whenever you need me. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I, and actually knowing her now since that process, I think that's just her mentality. I don't think she was just saying that just to say that, if that makes any sense. So I think, I think like you said, I think that's key, uh, you know, communicating your, the expectations early um, because there are a lot of people who like, Hey, I want answers now. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people who are just like, Hey, send me this stuff. I'll review it. And then I'll get back to you type of thing. So um, that makes sense. So if somebody, if somebody is, you know, trying to, if somebody is trying to, uh, you know, somebody looking for their first home, you know, or maybe they're looking for their second home, whatever it is, like, what is one thing that you would say you need to have this lined up before you even consider looking? Yeah, I mean, and that goes back to, to knowing what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a first-time home buyer, I mean, you got to really, you know, understand what you're looking for. Are you looking for a single-family house? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you open to, to townhomes, right? Uh, because, I mean, if we're looking at two different things, townhomes and, and single-family houses, um, depending on your price range, like what you're going to be able to get as far as like a townhome, it may be something newer, right? And if we're looking at that same you know price range as far as like single family houses, um, let's say your budget is four hundred thousand, um, yeah, it's, you could potentially get a you know a decent townhome. Um, but if we're looking at, at single family houses, it's probably going to be a little bit something you know something a little bit older that's going to need some work. Uh, so, so understanding that, you know, uh, and, and being, um, you know, what's the word like, uh, understanding, you know, what you are going to be able to get for your budget is like, being flexible. um, yeah, being flexible and, and just understanding that, yeah, you may see these really nice houses, you know, for 400,000, mm-hmm. um, depending on the market right now, like we're kind of in a, in a, in a, in a, in a weird situation where, um, we're still getting multiple offers on some houses, mm-hmm. uh, but keep in mind that like if it's a house that's really nice, remodeled, you know, it's looking really nice. I mean, you're not. It's likely that you're not the only person that's going to like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so chances are that you're going to be um, having to be bidding for it, mm-hmm. and um, also understanding that are you okay with putting a little bit of work into, into a house? Um, you know, depending on your budget. Because if you're under four hundred thousand, it's likely that if you're wanting a single-family house, you're going to, have to bring a little bit of work into it um, yeah. to get where you want it to be. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Speaking on that, uh, on that, do you find? I guess on the real estate market currently, do you find you're selling houses to people? I guess within state, or is there people from out of state? trying to come over i know here in texas there's been a, a big migration from california only because california is like so pricey they spend a hundred spend what maybe a million dollars on like a two-bedroom house and they come over here mm-hmm. and they could spend half of that and live like kings yeah. is do you see like more people coming you know within your state or some people outside of state coming in how does that work yeah the, the last couple of years they've been there's been a lot of people moving from other states you know like california is a big one moving to Utah, um, mm-hmm. same situation, right? Where, where they sell their house, they, you know, got, um, a good amount of equity and cash that they can put into a house here. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of cash buyers. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm focusing on right now is also building my YouTube channel 
um, you know, and then focus on those people relocating to Utah and just, you know, sharing information about, um, you know, what Utah is like, specifically, you know, mm-hmm. Salt Lake County, since that's where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of people that are, uh, have been relocating here the last few years, just like Texas. Wow. Yeah, that's true, man. It is, it is absolutely true. Um, the, the crazy, the crazy thing is I'll see like people do these Facebook posts and I've seen it, you know, from my friends back in Texas too, but I'll see people here say, don't California, my Utah. And I'm like, man, <laughs> whatever, man, you know, it, it is what it is. Like it's, it, you try to go where, you know, you can afford something. And you know, what's crazy is like, so me moving here from Texas would almost be like the reverse of people moving here from California. Um, people moving, like, like Jay said, people move from California to Utah or Texas or wherever, you know, they're, um, they, they had a million dollar home in California. They get the same exact property here, uh, for, you know, maybe a third of that price. Right. Um, and then they go to Texas and it's even less, you know, to move down there. Me moving here, uh, the, the house that we had in Texas, five bedroom, two story house, very nice house. So we originally bought it. I think it was like 180,000, which was a crazy steal back then. Uh, and it was it was previously on. I think it was only two years old when we originally bought it because the owners had to relocate. But we we when we eventually moved to a home after we moved here, um, we lived in that daybreak area uh, in Utah, which is a very fast growing area. Uh, but the houses, the, the yards there are sort of like postage stamps compared to a yard back in Texas, like in Texas. You could easily find a yard in a lot of places that are quarter acre, half an acre, you know, with the house on it and plenty of grass here, you know, it's a lot harder. And especially in that area, you know, you're looking at like, you know, 0.17 of an acre or whatever that is. So we got the same, basically the same square footage, actually got like 200 square feet more, but still a five bedroom home. And this was a main floor in a basement instead of a main floor in a second story above. Um, and it cost, I think that house was like 339 I think is what the final price. But literally the same house. And it was, all, I mean, obviously it was two different time frames. We lived in that house in Texas for, you know, like eight, nine, ten years, something like that versus here. But I'm like, the whole house that I had and the yard in Utah, I could fit that in my backyard in Texas, you know, like that's the crazy, like to me, it just blows my mind. And that's I know wild. that, I know that there has a lot to do with a lot to do with the area that you're moving to has a lot to do with like the current market that you're in all that stuff. But it's just, it just, does, and, and for me, it didn't make sense because I was like the basement, you can't see anything from the basement, but the ground, <laughs> you know, like, it's not like being upstairs and having like a quote unquote view. Um, mm. It's just crazy to me. It's just crazy how that all sort of shakes out and how, you know, the valuation of homes in different places, you know, is is wildly different, can be wildly different. So it's wild. Um, I was going to say, so, you know, Marvin, um, have you ever have you ever, uh, you know, helped anybody, you know, who lived in Dallas, Fort Worth area move to Utah? Because if you haven't, (laughs) if you haven't, I got a candidate right over here. Hey, uh... Well, I <laughs> not yet, but but uh, hopefully in the near future I will. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah the the question the question is though like yeah if there's somebody moving from out of state, um, you know they don't live here right now, right? So they don't live wherever you are right now. 
So how does that process go? Do they just like say, hey, let's link up, you know, on the phone, let's do like a Skype and you just try to walk them through like digitally or, or you know, over online? Do you ever like walk through a house like with your phone and just basically videotape the phone and send it back to them? Yeah, so I mean, uh, ideally like, um, you don't want to have like a Zoom conversation, right? Or a phone conversation, depending on if they use Zoom or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that, that I'm focusing on my YouTube channel, which it's uh, Living in Salt Lake City with Marvin Alvarado, mm-hmm. um, is I'm doing like property tours. So I'm focusing on like different price ranges, you know, uh, of houses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously yeah. like 400,000 up to like, and a couple that are like a million. Mm-hmm. Um, but ideally, you know, we want to have like a phone conversation, understand what they're looking for, what their time frames are, and if, yeah. if finance it, you know, if they need to get it pre-approved. Um, a lot of the times, you know, like clients would, you know, are going to be flying in for, for a weekend to look at homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're not, like, you know, uh, I would kind of show them some homes that fit the criteria of what they're looking for, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, send them the homes. And if they want to see more about of those homes, and I would more than happy to go and do like a property tour, you know, and send the video mm-hmm. to them, uh, yeah. you know, and then if they do want to make an offer on it, um, then we'll do that. And then if it, their offer does get accepted, ideally what we want to do is, you know, is have them come out, take a look at the house, make sure it's what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go from there. So, yeah. That's cool. Do you, do you feel like, do you feel like offers these days, people making like, you know, are people making like full offers or people trying to go under or are people like saying, Hey, I need to add, you know, some extras to the pot. So I'm going to drop an extra 10 or 20 on my offer just to, just to try to get it. So, I mean, it it all depends on the house, right. And and Mm -hmm. making sure that um, your realtor is pricing it right. Um, I mean, if you're pricing it too high, which uh, I think is happening a lot too, um, then your, your house may be sitting on, on the market for, you know, a couple of weeks or even a month or two. Mm-hmm. And that's when you, you potentially um, start seeing problems and, and, you know, getting offers for, for less than what you're asking for. And then mm-hmm. potentially asking for closing costs. Yeah. Um, which for a seller, that's going to eat into to your bottom line and how much you're going to net. Mm-hmm. Um, for a buyer, um, that's where you can get some deals, right? If you mm-hmm. see a house has been sitting on the market for 60 days, uh, you're putting your offer and ask the seller to cover, you know, five, ten thousand dollars in closing costs. Mm-hmm. That's where you can see some opportunities and, and uh, things go in favor of the buyer. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just about pricing the home right, right? Mm-hmm. right. If the home is priced right, uh, you could potentially see multiple offers on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a bidding war. That's cool. Yeah. Do you see a, a lot of competition in the the real estate market up there? Like, you're you're working for yourself. Is there? I'm not sure how this works, but how do how do you get clients and I guess just to to come to you versus like a a Century Twenty One or a Remax or whatever these other big companies? Yeah, so I mean, there there's I mean, there's a lot of competition out there. Um, there's a lot of agents. I think um, I don't know the exact number, but I think um, last I heard there was like eighteen thousand agents in the state of Utah. Um, and let's be honest, like everybody knows a real estate agent, right? Yeah. 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 Jared, I'm sure you know, you know, a couple, right? I know you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know a couple. As far as like in in people that I know, um, like my, my wife's side of the family, there's like three or four agents. 
um, right? And like, if somebody's looking to buy or sell, there's they can only pick one, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I mean, a lot of my past clients have come from, you know, you know, friends and family and referrals, and, and you know, having strong uh, partners that you work with um, that will send you referrals. Uh, one of the things uh -huh. we're also focusing right now is getting to know more people and going to like networking events, right? Um, getting to know other business owners and meeting people that way and just you know being top of mind there so if they do know somebody that's looking to buy or sell and they go to them for 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 uh, help on that you know just being top of mind and that they, they know who i am um and i'm consistently you know using social media and posting on social media to get my my name and brand out there mm -hmm. um so when when that time co does come you know I'll, I'll be the name that they remember yeah yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, so let's let's talk about your social media real quick. So, you have your your YouTube, uh, which is what what's it called again? So my YouTube is uh, Living in Salt Lake City with Marvin Alvarado. Okay, you have that, and the and the the tie into that with your um, with your Instagram and even your Facebook uh, is you always give sort of like, hey, here's fun facts about Utah. Hey, here's the worst things about living in Utah. Hey, if you're going to move to Utah or if you're or if you're looking for a house in Utah, then these are some things, you know, I really enjoy, you know, whenever that thing pops up on my timeline and uh, and, you know, I see the tips, even though I'm not really in the, the like I'm not looking for a house right now. Um, you know, I think it's interesting because I think you give, you know, very good, uh, you know, information to people. And so, um, you know, in in doing so, you know, your main focus, your main focus, obviously, is trying to get people to, hey, you know, hey, call me up, <laughs> let me sell you a house or, or whatever, or let me sell your house, whatever it is. But in doing that, like what it like, I, I know a lot of yours, a lot of your videos, you're basically sitting like right where you are right now. Um, is that your focus? Do you do? A, are, are you focused on a lot more like, hey, I'm going to show my face on the videos when I'm in my office space versus the other videos where I'm not really going to show my face. I'm just going to give you a home tour. Is that, is that like sort of like your shift to do that? And then in doing so, like, what is the, I don't know, like what, what's the thing you want people to get out of it other than, you know, wanting to give you a phone call right away and get set up. I mean, at the end of the day, like um, it's about pe people being educated, right? Mm -hmm. um, whether they choose me or not. Um, like I can't force people to, to, to use me to, to buy or sell their house, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if they're educated, I mean, that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, most of my videos are here in, in my office. Um, and like, it's a, to me, it's about having that consistency and, you know, sh showing who I am. Like, if you see mm -hmm. me with like my hat and glasses out, you know, you when you see me out and you see my videos, you're going to know exactly who I am, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, we gotta look at your shoes first. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, or if like you you see like my one of my videos come up, um, you know exactly who it is, right? Versus like if I were just to record something, like it's not going to be as memorable, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, my YouTube channel doing a mix of both. Um, like it's in my office talking about things, and then the home tours, and then um, I'm also trying to branch out a little bit and just kind of. Like if I want to talk about downtown Salt Lake City, like um, walk around kind of like a blogging style talking about uh, downtown Salt Lake or or South Jordan, Daybreak, Harriman, whatever it mm -hmm. may be. Mm -hmm. um, 
but obviously like there's certain things that that, that I mean, it's gonna be easier to be in my office and, and just talk about those things um, but yeah it's about consistency and just like like i said it's also a brand thing right like my, my personal brand is me in my office um mm-hmm. see my background you know exactly who it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true that's true okay. now i guess a little advice from you on those people potentially 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 <laughs> trying to get into the real estate business is there I know you mentioned earlier there's like 18,000 in Utah people that are doing real estate. What about, um, I guess, for those people out of state trying to get into this game, do you see, what are the, I guess, what should they be doing to, I guess, get into that? Is there like pros and cons of being in, in the real estate business or, you know, how how should they go about wanting to, to get into this this particular field? Yeah, so, I mean... That, that's a good question. Um, I think a lot of people see as real estate being like easy money. Um, and it's certainly not the case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have, you know, friends and family who are ready to buy a house every two years or, or whatnot. Yeah. 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 In, in that situation, it might be easy. Um, but for me, like it, it's, it's been hard, right? Like when yeah. getting started, it's been hard. Like I'm an introvert. Um, so I mean, I'm usually like, a in big group settings, I'm, I'm not the loud guy. Right. Right. Uh, and Jared can probably attest to this, you know, from yeah. you know, big group things that we've done. Yeah. Um, so as an introvert, it, it was hard for me getting started initially. Um, I did open houses for every, every single weekend for uh, nine months, um, before I got my first buyer and, and, uh, oh. closed my first deal. So, uh, real estate is all commission based. So. You know, nine months of working and not getting paid uh, was tough. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. you can easily get discouraged of you know by not 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 closing any any you know uh, home buys or sells. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, once you're able to get a client and that does work with you, and you know, especially if it's their first house, it can be really rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, th- I think for people that are wanting to get the real estate license, you just gotta remember that it's not going to be an easy thing mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot that goes into it huh? yeah a lot of hustle yeah so i have a question so speaking of that i mean like you said you know it took you nine months you know to get your first sale which is dope because you know you you know stuck to it and obviously didn't give up uh in that pursuit when you finally made that sale you know I, i'm not gonna ask how much you made off it but but let's just say you know you made fifty thousand dollars off the sale right whatever it is so you made fifty thousand dollars, and then the same the the next week coming up was like the drop of some shoes that you've been you know eyeing for a while. Does your wife tell you no 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 put that in the bank don't touch it or does she say go ahead honey like get, get some get them shoes you're good to go. You work and, hard for like, it. Like does she right does she does she does she I've met her before and she's very nice. Uh, does she sort of play along with your passion for shoes? Uh, and, and when you, you know, when you do make a sale, whatever that is, you know, she's like, okay, you can use X amount of money for the business, X amount of money for shoes and the rest is for me. Like, how does that conversation go? Yeah. So my, so my wife is actually really supportive. Um, when it comes to like, uh, like, you know, everything when it comes to real estate, she's always been supportive of me doing that and, you know, working hard, obviously I mean, she's a stay at home mom. So she, you know, handles the, mm-hmm. um, household yeah the household things when it comes to the kids and activities and those type of things 
Um, but she's always been supportive of when it comes to like my my passion for collecting sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but she also knows that like if I buy myself a pair of sneakers, I'm probably gonna get her a pair too. Okay. Uh, okay. She's she, she's cool with it, and um, yeah, she, she's always been supportive of the, the shoes that I buy, especially if I want to focus on my like a uh, personal brand, right? As far as sneakers, she's like, mm-hmm. keep running, you know, do what you need to do, and, and, and uh, be able to, to build your business that way. Mm-hmm. We've never had an issue when it comes to, to me buying sneakers. Plus, um, I do a lot of like I've, I've resold a lot of shoes too, right? So she understands mm-hmm. that I'm not keeping all the shoes that I'm buying. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, how many shoes do you have off that? Um, I ask you that. How many shoes do you have total? I'm sorry. Yeah, so I've actually in the last couple of months have have sold like quite a bit just because I know that I was not never going to wear them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So right now I probably have like fifty to sixty, um, but I probably sold like anywhere like you know twenty to thirty pairs in the last couple of months. Dang. Wow. Yeah, that was that's a, amazing. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, my coworker was actually telling me he was able to get his wife's engagement ring and get their uh, honeymoon paid for just off selling one pair of shoes. And I'm like, wow. I didn't ask him what, what shoes they were, but <laughs> I was just in awe just because you could, I don't know what kind of engagement ring it was, but uh, mm-hmm. that's amazing. You could do that's, that. That's quite amazing. Yeah, there's, yeah. I, mean, I see sneakers as a sort of an investment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, even like like if the shoes have been worn a couple times, um, if you got them for retail, you could still sell them for for quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. you know. And, and being able to be able to at least, at the very least, get your money back, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right. It's not going to be able to do that with all shoes, and I keep that in mind. Like there's certain shoes yeah. that I'll wear more often than others if I've got mm-hmm. them for retail, and I'm not really worried about them, you know, getting beat up. So. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Wow. So real quick question. So if I if I'm a newbie to being to, to being a sneakerhead, if I want to become a sneakerhead, right? If you know the only shoes I have are those Air Monarchs, but I want to get a little bit deeper. I want to go with you know some Dunks or some Air Force Ones. You know, George, like what is it? Like what is what is a tip for a newbie sneakerhead? And then also, if you were new to the sneaker game like today, what would be the first shoe you would buy? Um, so, I mean, if you're looking to get into sneakers, I mean, at the end of the day, like, uh, I don't think you you should care about, you know, what the most popular shoe is or what everybody else likes. It's a, it's a matter of what, what shoe you like, right? Whether it be color, style, um, really, if, you know, if you want to get a shoe, get it because of what you like, not because of what others like or what others will think. Um, right. You know, that, that that's my opinion. Um if I were to just getting you know be getting into sneakers right now, um, buying my first pair of shoes, um, it'd probably be like a Jordan One to be honest, uh, Jordan One Low. Yeah. Not necessarily that's a specific dope. one, but I mean t- to me, I think that's just a shoe that's easy to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not the most comfortable shoe, but it's a comfortable shoe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just think it's a good looking shoe to be honest. Cool. Yeah, I is. like it. It is. Yeah. I love my. That's clean. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, well, this this is a great interview. There's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of good good information coming out of this interview. I appreciate yeah, you for sure. being on. That's amazing. Yeah, for having me. Again. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being on with us, Marvin. Uh, you know, we de- I definitely we definitely appreciate it. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. coming on and definitely being our guinea pig for the origin story. <laughs> and you did great. We we uh, yes, really indeed. appreciate that. So right now, uh, you know, if you can just go ahead and tell all the people out there. 
where they can find you, all the social media, all the all the websites, everything you want to talk about. Uh, and anybody, and if you want to give a shout out to anybody or you know whatever, go ahead and do that as well. Yeah, I mean, like uh, just to give a shout out to my my, my wife and my kids, you know, um, you know everything that I do is for, is for them. So I appreciate them always being supportive of like all the the hard work that I put in. You know, like I have some long days sometimes and I don't get time to, to spend with them. So I appreciate them mm-hmm. being supportive and my wife, you know, holding it down. Um, if you want to give me a follow, I'm on Instagram as um, MarvXMan. Um, that's my Instagram. Uh, and then YouTube, which is Living in Salt Lake City with Marvin Alvarado. Uh, you know, just you know, hit that subscribe button there and give me a follow on Instagram. And if you have any questions about real estate or, or sneakers in general, uh-huh. just send me a DM. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You go, yeah. Jay? <laughs> oh yeah oh well i guess it. hey thanks again for for being on uh everybody out there knows where they can find us at twitter instagram threads hashtag blackout pod follow us on all your your podcast streaming apps uh, definitely if you want to be on the show so everybody could hear your origin story hashtag blackout pod at gmail.com or give us a little call three five three B-L-A-K-P-C or 385-325-2572. Definitely yeah. hit up Marvin on all his socials. We'll put that in the description uh, and in our Instagram posts where they could go ahead and follow you. Maybe you're going to get some uh, influx of people coming into Utah, <laughs> you know, from this episode. That would be great. Just tell them the hashtag Blackout Pod sent you, everybody out there. So, yeah. And definitely hit up Hooks Rubs and Spices. Get you some Hooks Rubs. Uh, sprinkle all over everything. Sprinkle it on your barbecue at your brand new house that Marvin sold you. Yes. There you go. Yes, indeed. All right, cool. Well, on that note, y'all, thank y'all for joining us, and we are blacking out. Peace. Peace. Okay, off there. Let me end broadcast in five, four, three, two, one, zero, negative one, negative two, negative three, negative four come on and there we go okay cool it ended all right cool hey man thank you so much for joining i definitely appreciate yes, it um, yeah. yeah you yeah. did great i know you say it's your first podcast you did great man hey man you did good yeah, thanks hopefully it's the first of, of many so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah if you uh if you end up doing a show man you know we'd be more than happy to hop on um you know i know you said you were interested in that so yeah yeah you know. i definitely want to do it um Probably, you know, later this year, beginning of next year, trying to, you know, focus on the YouTube thing. And then once I get, you know, the ball rolling on that, then I'll, I'll branch something else. But no, I appreciate you guys having me on and um, yeah. got some cli- clips on my, my camera too. So yeah, I'll, I'll post it on my <laughs> tag you guys. So it'd be a right, clip of like, good. yeah, it'd be a clip of like two of me. And be, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Hey, Marvin, thank That's you so funny. much, man. Uh, have a good one. Yep. Uh, I'll holler at you at work in a couple days. All right. Sounds or good to you guys. Whatever. All right, then. Peace out. Have a good one. All right. Cool. Sweet. Well, that was good. Yeah, that was real good. That was good. Real good. Real good. Yeah. And I know we had, I know we sort of had like the whole question bank and I think that worked pretty well. Uh, I just, I just got the questions from chat GPT and I kept saying, okay, refine these questions to be, you know, a little more laid back or refine these questions, you know, 
to be a little more interesting from what they first right. did. And, 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 you know, they, right. they kept doing that. So, I mean, if we can't think of anything, I think that's a good way to go, you know, unless we have yeah. something that we've already written down. Yeah. So. yeah. And I just, I just kept listening to the conversation and trying to think of mm-hmm. a question based off of what he was, you know, saying. So that was, yeah. that was good, man. It was a good, yeah. good show. It turned good out show. good. Yeah, yeah man. Did... He... What's that? No, I was going to ask if you wanted to, should we, do you want to wait for these voicemails or did you want to do them next week? Yeah, we can, uh, we can try it. We can try to do them next week. And I okay. guess like to that point, um, to that point, I guess the next time, like you, like you sort of asked about earlier today is maybe the next time we do one of these, we uh, start off the show, just sort of chat and say, Hey, later on, we're going to bring on this guest, whoever it is, um, right. you know, uh, and in the meantime, uh, you know, we can start off. Uh-oh. I lost you. Uh-oh. Uh... Yeah, okay, sorry. There he is. Uh, I, was, I was just saying, like, we should normally start off, like, the way that we normally do and say, hey, you know, we're going to bring on this guest later. And then we start with the voicemails. And then after the voicemail, we say, you know, after this break, whatever you want to call the break, you know, we're we're going to invite on or we're going to have on, you know, welcome our guests, whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's cool with me. Yeah, I didn't even. I guess I thought about that, but I didn't verbalize that <laughs> at any point. Nah, so, no worries. No, nah, yeah, man. This this dude though, he is like he's like you know really quiet and really reserved, reserved like an introvert, mm-hmm. like he said. Um, but man, when you get him talking about shoes, like dude goes off. Um, you know, and he he is one of my coworkers who does travel around the country. Uh, to those eBay, um, you know, the Season eBay event. sneaker con. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, dude's wild. It's wild. The, the one he said he went to the one in Hawaii. So like he was, I think he and he and another coworker, they were set to go to like Detroit or something like that. And then for whatever reason, the Detroit one, you know, sort of like, I don't know, it's sort of like, I think what happened, the Detroit one was still going, but simultaneously, the Hawaii one was like approved and they needed people to, 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 to work the booth last minute. So mm-hmm. like, like two days or something like that before he was supposed to go to Detroit or the day before he was supposed to go to Detroit, they were like, Hey, um, we need you to cancel that ticket to Detroit and switch your ticket to Hawaii. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <problem>. So, <laughs> so like within, within 24 hours, he changed his travel plans and then he was on his way to Hawaii. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, sort of like, it was like, what is it? Like, they got there Thursday. The con was like, I think they set it up Friday. The con was Saturday and Sunday. And then, you know, he was on his way back, you know, Monday morning uh, and was back to work, like, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, so crazy. So, so is he one of the, like, authenticators of shoes or he's mm-hmm. just a, uh, or, okay. No, yeah, that's, we should have, I should have asked about that. I forgot. But no, he's not. He is, he does exactly what I do. So, honestly, He'd probably be like if like if there was somebody who, you know, you wanted to look at your um, your eBay account to get you help. Since since I'm your family member, technically mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be able to do that, but I could since we're not like since your last name isn't Hooker, right? Um, right. But you know, it, but on the on the other hand, you know, he is somebody that you know does everything that I do, but you know, he's been doing it longer, so. You know, he's a, probably a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> he give you probably better recommendation, recommendation, but also he's been selling on eBay for so many years 
that he, right. you know, knows the ins and outs and like, you know, like, like we talked about, he sells shoes mainly, um, mm-hmm. you know, but that's like, you know, you could call it a collectible depending on the version of shoe that you're selling, but you could also obviously call it, you know, shoes. And I think that, right. you know, he would be able to give you like some good knowledge, you know, about that. So yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Good, good. Yeah, Always man, been a cool. fan. So cool. yeah. So have you sold any other stuff this week? Uh, I sold that that uh, that other big piece for like four hundred bucks. Oh, that's cool. So like the day, the morning that I, I went to drop off a a package at the post office, mm-hmm. like right when I got in my car, I got a you know a notification saying somebody bought it. Mm-hmm. So like, dang, I got to go home now and you know package this up. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I think when I sell stuff on like eBay group, not eBay, I'm sorry, uh, Facebook groups and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I think the thing that I got a, a reputation for and everybody values on those Facebook groups is that I, I'm able to ship out super quick. Cause mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like probably a few miles, a couple miles from the, the post office. And yeah, I don't like yeah. waiting. I know a lot of people who order stuff. They don't want to wait for like two or three days before somebody gets True. a notification with the package uh, tracking number. So I like True. to get it out then and there so people are like oh okay cool thank you thank you so much yeah you know, so that's yeah. true yeah yeah that makes sense man yeah i um i, I know that the, the good thing about that is when you do you know when you do like ship out the stuff fairly quickly um mm-hmm. you know people do like that and they will they will respond uh and shoot you a message and say hey man you know thanks for you know, thanks for getting that out soon. And then they'll also leave that on your feedback, which with eBay, I know specifically, yeah. you know, yeah. definitely helps. Um, yeah. And then if you have that reputation on that Facebook group and then people come to eBay and say, oh, it's true. Yeah. You know, he has yeah. like all this good feedback. Like it's it's a good thing. So, yeah. yeah and I also cool. give refunds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I know. It's a good thing. And it's probably some way to uh, to adjust this in the, I guess, the shipping settings on eBay. I usually have it set to uh show shipping according to their location mm-hmm. and it'll calculate whatever shipping is but then when i get to the post office it's like oh it's not that much so then i'll just refund yeah. them like maybe five to ten dollars of uh you know whatever they paid for it yeah so yeah no it's it's a good that. thing it, it's a good yeah. thing because and you know maybe they'll see it and maybe they don't maybe they'll you know notice it or not but really the main thing is, um, you know, when you you have that you have that you know gives refunds, you know, things set up on your um, on your account, and eBay basically forces you to give refunds. So even if you had it set up or, or re- returns, I'm sorry, um, but uh, eBay won't force you to give a refund, but uh, you know it does force you to do return. So, you know, just the fact that that's there, you know, people have a little thing, a little something in mind, but then also if somebody does ask for a return, you know, you have that set up. Sometimes it could be a headache to go through all that, but yeah, most of the time yeah. it's not bad. So that's cool though. 